This is your mind, this is your life, this is your time, this is your life, this is your mind, this is your world. Yeah, how long has it been since you got to think for yourself, think, think for yourself? And how long has it been since you've had some time to yourself, unwind with yourself? You can do anything, so don't you hide from yourself, be kind to yourself, intelligent, amazing. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Replenish Me Show where I interview powerful women like our guest today and she shares with us strategies on how to nourish ourselves, energize ourselves and in this case today sweet talk ourselves into doing what makes our hearts sing. Welcome to the show LaValda, how are you? I'm fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I sang that. I genuinely don't. But you <laughs> but are fabulous. Look at you. <laughs> so, Lavelda Vincenzi now, when I met you, you were Lavelda Smith. It was so much easier to say Smith, right? Right, right. So, did I pronounce your new last name? Correct? Yeah. <laughs> she, um, she has been an MC for half your life. Is that it? Yeah, well, not quite less than half now. I'm 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 younger than I look. I'm older than I look. You be um, but I'm not I'm not revealing my age. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but now you have progressed and evolved into this, I guess, kind of like a speaker, not exactly trainer, but consultant. How would you call yourself? I don't have a term for it yet. I, mean, right. I was hoping nobody's going to ask me that. I was just going to be like, I help, I help women shine on stage. Like that, that's probably it. Um, actually, it's a bit deeper than that. I have a real passion for ensuring. I love to know that people don't die with their dreams inside them, which sounds a bit corny, but it's pretty true. And so um, I love working with people who want to make like huge leaps in terms of what they achieve in their lifetime. Um, I happen to do that through stage work. So most of the women that I'm working with, um, their route to that is, you know, they've got a coaching business and they're ready to step that up through public speaking, or they really want to get their message out there on a really broad scale. So I show people how to market themselves, brand themselves, basically set the business structure up around the speaking side of things. Cause I meet a lot of women who effectively have always been writing, running it as a side gig. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's professionalize this now. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I like about your group. What, what's the name of your new Facebook group? I'm part of it, but I want you to introduce it. Yeah, it's called World Class Female Speakers. It's, um, so it was born out of the idea. I was actually on somebody else's stage and I had a little bit of a moment, shall we say, where I, um, I, I had the mic. I forgot where I was. <laughs> um, somebody asked a really innocent question. It was like an all-female event and somebody asked a really innocent question to the panel I was moderating um, to do with speaking. I mean, I can't even remember the question. But I remember how I reacted to the question, which, is, which was to have a little bit of a moment. And um, I got quite passionate because I just thought, well, hold on a minute. There's all these amazing women and I'm always introducing so many men. And that's not that I don't like introducing men, but I kind of feel like women talk. 
this is our thing. <laughs> right. How are we getting beaten at this by men? I don't get it. Um, and then when I came away and did a bit of research, I'd be talking to event organizers and they'd say to me, yeah, we really struggle to find women. And I thought, okay, this is just nuts. <laughs> Yeah, and that seems, like you said, it it just seems like impossible because there's, first of all, more women on the planet. So, like, okay. And so this became your cause. It did. Um, It was initially really just born out of, okay, hold a minute, hold on a minute, girls. Let's just get our act together. (laughs) I mean, I think that's how I started it. I found a, I put a post on my Facebook page and I said, look, um, Anybody, in, you know, I'm looking for women who are ready to get up on the world-class stage and really want to own it. And I had some people thinking I was starting a speaker agent. I was like, I'm really not. Um, I'm doing something a lot more basic than that. I'm just, um, I want to get ladies together. And I just told them the mission. And it's just grown so much from there. So it's pretty new. We started in January. We're like 700 members now. It's really interactive and engaging. And um, we run like a weekly, uh, a weekly show where I'll bring people in and interview them. We've talked about TEDx speaking. We've talked about how to use your voice. We've talked about structuring your talks. Uh, we talked about video, like you name it. If it's got to do with speaking, we're really kind of getting to the crux of it. And I'm using it as an opportunity to understand what stands between women and the stage like the really big stage it's been a really fascinating journey yeah and you know what i like about it is i feel like that group is really non-competitive which is kind of strange for the speaker arena right because and it's it's interesting because i'm in a mastermind for speakers and i expect right for us to be together because we kind of pay for that but in a free group for there to be that kind of synergy and support is really uncommon. So how, how is it that you, or is it you just pick them or like, how is it that way? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's cause I'm genuinely not entirely sure. I don't handpick people. I think the first few, maybe like in the, the, the maybe a hundred people in the group, I actually personally know right? and 700. Um, and that's being ambitious. Um, it, it might be a bit less than that. And the first, few was like mainly people that I knew. And then it's just gotten to the point I get requests on a daily basis and I don't know who these people are. So it's not like, it's not through handpicking or anything like that. So I have nothing to do with it like that. Um, but I am a hundred percent myself in the group and I've used it as a space where I've never stepped into it. Like I'm the genius. I know everything there is to know about speaking. Come hail Lavelda. Like, let me tell you how it works. <laughs> I've never kind of approached it like that. I think the energy and the essence going into the group has always been, I'm really curious. Um, You know, I've done a lot of one-to-one coaching and business coaching with people before um, in previous guises. So I bring some of that stuff in. Um, I work in sales. So I have a real kind of sales and marketing kind of energy and structure and strategy to it. And I speak, you know, I'm, I'm in the events industry. I've run events myself so I can see it from an event organizer perspective, you know, I've supported other people with events and then I'm, I've hosted them. So I've seen the backside, the front, you know, I've kind of seen speaking from all angles and I don't have a problem with selling myself. Um, but at the same time, I've always gone into it being quite vulnerable myself. So I will tell stories where it's like, you know what, girls, this kind of sucks. I haven't quite figured this out or I thought I had, but it turns out, you know, and oh dear, I've done that thing again where I've totally like overcommitted myself. <laughs> Anybody else experiencing the same thing? And so I think in some respects, you know, um, I think leading any sort of community when the leader's got 
the, the courage to kind of be a little bit more open and a bit more vulnerable and show some of the cracks. I think it just gives people in the group permission to do the same. Right. And, you know, I'm more dedicated to the cause than I am with people thinking that I'm some sort of genius, which I am, but still. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely brilliant. Um, That's so true. For me, it's always been more about um, really what do we, girls, what do we do? Like, how do we, how do we make this happen? Like, what am I noticing? Where do we, where do I need to get somebody to come in and just like be, you know, poke us? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's true. I want to tap into something you mentioned in a minute, but I wanted to, um, on the energy in the group, I want to talk about something that a lot of people don't realize. Now, what I've noticed is that speaking seems to be like a team sport. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially I think when you speakers and I speak is the same way event organizers, no event organizers. And, um, and the truth is, I mean, you can be really competitive, but if you think, let's just take corporate speaking. As an event organizer, I've booked an amazing speaker this year. I can't book them again the next year. I need somebody different, right? right. So there's no point competing. <laughs> You're not going to be, I mean, the seminar industry, they might book the same people time and again. They might have a handful of people that they book regularly and then they'll have some people just to mix it up. But right. if you have exactly the same lineup of speakers every single time and you're a broad event organizer, it doesn't work. Yeah, people stop coming to the work. event. <laughs> People are like, I've seen, I mean, what, what new thing is this person going to bring next time? Especially if you think the speaker's got the same sort of talk or like three or four, you know, once you've kind of exhausted them, you've exhausted them. So what are they going to bring next time? You need like a different spirit and energy. So once you kind of get that, actually you um, introducing somebody else to a speaking engagement actually enhances the relationship rather than gets you into any sort of trouble, then why wouldn't you? you <laughs> right and and i think that's something that you bring to the forefront too in the group is like you know um with your selection of experts that you've had do the trainings right because you know um i think you had someone speaking about what was it what did maria speak about but the, the oh, next speaker right? uh bureaus, and, bureaus. Agents, yeah. and then you had someone the next time talk about something similar but there was like the facet was just enough different that it's yeah. like, that's a whole nother chapter. Like who knew that it was such a big deal, you know? <laughs> and, and I think that helps people like, okay, we've got to categorize stuff and we can't just lump it all together. And at the same time, when you present the information with the different experts, it's not overwhelming. So <laughs> excuse the background noise. We're having a meltdown. Yes, I homeschool my six kids and my seven-year-old's not appreciating my interviewing right now. So <laughs> my 17-year-old is trying to manage that. And yeah, so um, let's see. So on that note of the meltdown, let's talk about some of the cracks you've brought up in the group. How do you do? <laughs> we got to go there. Yeah, we have to go there, right? Because that is the other side. You know, I'm going to say from my recent first conference uh, experience it there are some cracks that come behind that you're just like you feel so elevated and then the you know the the women um in the audience they come to you and they are like applauding and you know resonating and then you're just like i just gave my heart to the world and so how do we deal with that <laughs> you got well firstly you got to give yourself the space 
Yeah. Um, I think, I think you've got to kind of recognize like with any entrepreneurial journey, it's not just like this. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it, you kind of get, yay. Oh, you know, and it kind of, you know, you have this like tumultuous journey, like, right. So I think you've kind of got to give yourself space and permission to just feel whatever's there. And I think if you don't, it just, you know, it's like, it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds under the surface. And at some point it goes pop. So once you recognize that it's just part and parcel of how things operate, I think, you know, first step, just give yourself a little bit of space. Um, the second thing is you've got to have the right kind of community around you of people who you need a few really strong grounded entrepreneurial people around you. And I think the earlier in your entrepreneurial career that you can find these people, Sometimes they're friends you've had for years, but for some things it's not. And I think that's what gets, um, gets people sometimes. It's like, I'm going to go back to my bestie. Well, your bestie doesn't understand what the heck is going on with you in your business. They can kind of understand your emotional breakups. They can understand relationship breakups. They can understand, you know, to a certain level. But when you're really getting under the skin of what's happening in your business, then sometimes like you're besties aren't necessarily the best people to have a look at for that sort of thing. Um, so how how but, do you stay above it for yourself? Um, you're an MC, but still, I'm sure it comes up. Are you sure I have my moments? Um, I give myself space. I really do. I, I do have my moments and I just kind of have to be like, okay, I'm there. Like, let me just let go of everything else and just feel it. Um, I have a few really, really good friends. My husband's entrepreneurial as well. So, you know, unfortunately he gets the wrath of the worst of it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't take it. He's like, you know, but then he's got masculine energy. So half the time he's like, well, just pull yourself together. So then I have to go to my girlfriends. <laughs> and a lot of them I've, um, I've been blessed over the years as I've been on my entrepreneurial journey to have a lot of other female entrepreneurs who are going through a similar sort of thing. And so they have that nice balance where, on the one hand they're really sympathetic but if it goes too far they will they will kick my butt they'll be like okay come on snap out of it you know you've, you've lost all realm of context now <laughs> also got the um got the ability to say you know what that's just for now actually that's it's normal and of course it's upsetting and just be with it and take a break but the biggest piece of advice from my perspective is actually just having regular time out so that the you know, I'm having less time but I'm kind of hitting that point where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm having a meltdown. So let's talk about timeout. What are some, what are some things that you do? Well, I joined a mastermind earlier on this year and those little witches, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> um, uh, people who know me really well know that one of the things that I'm really good at is getting stuff done. And so the worst thing you could tell me to do is not to do anything at all. And um, so I joined this mastermind. Yeah, you know, you'll really kill it with business. And one of the first, within the first month, they were like, okay, you need to take Sundays off. And I was like, you need me to do what now? <laughs> oh my God. So how are you dealing with the day off? What do you do? Like stare at the wall? Uh, I, I just found other things to keep me busy. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure it defeated the point, but what I found was really helpful was I actually do need a day off from thinking business. Um, and it's a different mindset and different energy that goes into me thinking business than decorating the house or going and 
buying some new cushions or, you know, just hanging out in the park with friends or, you know, other things that I just didn't have time for. So what I was finding was actually just having that day off created space for me to do other things that I was just putting off because my life was becoming so much about work, work, business, this, that, and the other. So I could just, now I'm kind of like, okay, you want to meet up? I can always meet up on a Sunday. <laughs> That's the one day I don't have to check my diary. It's really free. <laughs> wow. So what was it? I remember you did a post, was it a Pilates class or you went to some exercise class? Did I? Did you? Or was it, no, 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 it was your acting class. I went to my acting class and they made me giggle because um, yes, I walked, walk <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious. I walked in slightly late and they were all squatted like little frogs and I just couldn't help but giggle. And I said to the, I said to the teacher, it looks like you guys are getting ready to leap into the air. And he went, oh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> like in the middle of this like breathing warm up, what this leapfrogging, like literally kind of crouched down. I just thought it was, I couldn't do it. I thought it was hilarious. I just, I mean, I was warmed up. My diaphragm had a good workout. All I did was laugh. <laughs> That's why I thought it was Pilates. I was like, because you were talking about your diaphragm. I was like, no, no, that was an acting class. But yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> so now you know a new form of exercise. It's called laughing. I, I can't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was too. It was just too funny. Just imagine, there's like 20 people in this room leapfrogging, going. <gasps> <laughs> Wrong. Wrong is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have um, like a routine, like an exercise routine or do you go to spa on a regular basis or what are some of the things? Um, do I have an exercise routine? I'd like to think I did. I walk into the office most days. Um, so that's quite nice. Um, I have a massage masseur who comes to my house and gives me a massage once a month. And I absolutely like, I'm tempted to like move her up to once every couple of weeks. I love it. Um, so, so there's that. Um, I don't go to as many spas as I'd like to. So now you've given me ideas. Maybe I'm going to make that like a quarterly thing now. Um, but I do like to work out. I just don't have a regular regime around it currently. I used, I used to, but at the moment it tends to be like long walks or, you know, I'll go to the gym periodically and do like a big old run, that kind of thing. But walking, you know, actually is a really excellent way to like get into your mind, especially yeah. like if you're in the speaker arena. So yeah, I tend to listen to like a really good ebook or just some like some, it's either an ebook or it's really like it's dance music. One of the two. <laughs> Do you ever get lost? Like when I'm taking my long walks and it's all about the thinking, sometimes I'm like, wait, where am I? Why am I here? You know, does that happen, happen to you? I tend to have a route. So I'm like on a circle okay. route. I'm either walking home or I'm walking to somewhere. Okay. Um, but otherwise, no, I'd probably get lost. I couldn't do that stuff in the woods. Like you'd see me three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it in, in like shopping malls before and I've just found myself walking around in circles. So there's no point. <laughs> That's good. So I want to ask you, we're having a good chat and everything, but I want to ask you like some serious business questions. Is that okay? Yeah, please hit me with them. <laughs> Put my serious business hat on. Make sure I'm good to go. And so our listeners and viewers know she's not really all that serious. So um. <laughs> Don't we tell them that? <laughs> it's fun and very serious. 
so anyway, <laughs> um, so how did you uh, start your own business actually? And since you have what challenges or what, what things have you um, had to overcome specifically as a woman in business? Good questions. I think I, um, so I'm on business number three. I think I kind of stumbled into each of them, if I'm honest. Um, it was, and for me, so when I, when I went into business, I've always said, I'm never going to leave my full-time job to go and do something I don't like and have all of the responsibility. I'd rather stay in a job that I'm like, that I don't love and be able to leave and let, let somebody else stress about the details and the money and all of that sort of stuff and just get paid than to have own, own a business and have all of that stress and not like genuinely love what I'm doing and live the lifestyle that I'd love to live. And so I think that has been a journey in and of itself just to work out for me, what's the right mix for me. And I've gone from, Oh, I want to do lots of events to actually, I really like traveling and that gets in the way of travel. So maybe I don't want to do that. MCing, they pay you to travel, so that works for me. <laughs> um, to um, wanting to do like lots of training and coaching, and then just working out. I don't love coaching. I love working with a handful, like four or five amazing people who are really going places, and just doing like really small stuff. But I don't really have an interest in growing something where I'm in a room coordinating that and doing hundreds of people on a regular basis. That's not me. So some of it's been that journey. In terms of um, challenges, they've mainly been my own. Um, and what I mean by that is working in sales, charging, not a problem. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, is what my clients kind of pay in my day job. The first time I had to ask somebody to pay me for something I was doing, that was a different story. Really? <laughs> it really was. Wow. Um, I found myself going, you know, um, okay. So, you know, it took me a while to kind of get comfortable with, and, and it, it, I did a degree in accounting. So intellectually I get where the numbers need to be and how to stack them out. I didn't never had a problem with finding what the price should be. Right. Asking somebody to pay me, it was a different matter. Yeah. And so that disconnect. I'm not sure. I just never asked anybody to pay me for something before. I'd asked for money, but it wasn't for me. <laughs> right, right. I get it. Um, and there was like a real, it's more, it's a lot more personal than if somebody says no. So you're like, when I'm working, when I'm in a day job working in sales and somebody says no, I'm like, you know, big deal. On to the next. You know, I don't, it's not a personal thing. They've not said no to me. They've said no to somebody else's product. Right, right. right. Um, you know, I'm kind of like, I can bounce back from that a lot easier. Whereas um, when you're selling something quite personal, especially if it's like one-to-one -one coaching or something like that, mm. actually you're selling yourself. Yes. And, and so it's, it's not quite so easy to take the no when it's like, actually I'm the product fundamentally, the product I'm selling is me. Hmm. Um, and so I think that was what was quite different because everything I've done has had so much of me behind it. It's not like a physical, let me tell you about the features and benefits of this thing. Actually, fundamentally, you know, I've sold um, dinners that were like an experience that was you know, around the host and I've sold, um, everything I've any, any of type of event I've done, it's been like, you know, people say, Oh, I've come to Lavelda's event. It didn't matter what I called it. It was like, I've come to Lavelda's event. So, <laughs> so I was constantly selling myself and that's what was, you know, quite challenging initially. And I don't, 
I think it's partly female, but I, you know, I think, cause I think women struggle with it a lot more than men. Um, typically I found that men kind of get over the pricing thing a lot quicker than women do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just practice. It kind of took a while to kind of get used to going, okay, cool. Um, and then it was, uh, I guess the other thing was then just working out who I am in my business. Mm-hmm and finding that balance where it's like oh actually i'm just okay like this is how i am this is how i interact some people are gonna love it and other people are gonna be like that girl is just off her nut (laughs) 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 like some will be like there is gold dust coming out of her mouth and others are gonna just think just totally not for me and being okay with not being for everybody and then totally kind of embracing okay this is me this is how I show up. This is what I love. I'm going to do all of me. And then whoever comes, comes because they like and love who I am. And whoever doesn't, they weren't, they weren't meant for me. They're somebody else's client. And that's, and I'm okay with that. Um, and I think that has been a journey as well. I think that's very female, especially if you've kind of come in from a very masculine energy. Mm-hmm. If you come from corporate, a lot of women who've been in a corporate space come in with really masculine energy. And it takes a little while to kind of be like, oh, okay, hold on. I can breathe and do this my way. Okay, cool. Let me just play with that. (laughs) So my working hour is going to be my working hours. Okay, cool. I quite like this. (laughs) Yeah. See, I I like the way you're saying that. So you make me think of a couple of things because I also come from an accounting background and I did struggle when I first started my business with the whole charging people. But intellectually, right? We get it. But just... um, um, let, let's talk a little bit about how you felt more into your female energy. How did you start to do that? Was that like a physical journey? Was it a spiritual journey? Like how did it work? Well, it was all of the above. <laughs> Mamma mia. I mean, it's like, it's like years in the making and I still get told I'm a bit too masculine. I'm like, you know, what? just get over it. <laughs> I'm like, you should see me like five years ago, totally different girl. Um, <laughs> I think it was for me and I can't speak for everybody because I think people's the reason people step into them women step very much into their masculine energy can be very different for different women um for me <laughs> I'm a very powerful mother lover to bits and I grew up with um, an understanding that vulnerability was weak you you crap together and just get on with it and so for me it was about showing strength and just always having my stuff together and you just don't show weakness and so that's where it came from for me it was um you know my mother raised three girls and her thing was my girls are going to be 100 percent independent and they're never going to rely on a man that you know so that's what i grew up with so i you know i don't need you (laughs) i can do this myself i got this you know and so i kind of went into everything like i don't need anybody and I think, you know, part of the journey of stepping into your feminine isn't about saying I need anybody or I need you to hold anything or do anything for me. It's about saying I allow you to because I quite like it. I quite like being a princess. I don't want to carry my heavy bags. Why? I mean, I could. I'm totally capable of it, but I don't want to carry them anymore. In fact, even if they're light, I just don't want to carry it. Right. <laughs> But there was a time, like literally, if a guy took a bag off me, especially if it was a light bag, I was like, "What are you saying? What are you saying? You think, you think I don't? You think I can't do this? I mean, honest." I was like, "You know, I had to take some deep breaths and be like, okay, I have a, I'd be sitting down having a conversation with myself, like, well, it's just a bag. It'd be nice. It's a really nice thing that they're doing." 
wow. but everything in my head would be going off like what does he think I can't do this for myself like you know I'm perfectly capable wow yeah. and it wasn't a capability conversation it was but it was so many years of doing everything myself like I could carry my big old bat you know I just did everything by myself um and I didn't want to feel like I ever had to rely on anybody to do anything for me. So I just wouldn't ask. Um, and so if somebody was like wanting to be generous and be like, let me take that bag off you. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Give me my bag. <laughs> and that, that's a really good point because um, using the bag now as, as a uh, metaphor, right? We all have our baggage when it comes to stepping into our feminine. And, you know, it's like, um, for most women, it's about what's that called? They have to carry the torch, right? So it's like, well, like your mother, I have to be the one and, um, you know, I, I don't need to take time to sleep, right? I don't need to take time to, I don't need a Sunday off, right? Because like my body is a machine because I can do everything all the time, you know? And so now that you're in this mastermind, that's probably been helping you step into your feminine, right? With taking your Sundays off to recognize. It's, your it's been helping me relax. Um, I'm the sort of person I'm like, I want it all and I want it all now. And um, the thing about me is when I'm going, I am going. <laughs> People are like, how the heck do you get so much done? I'm like, come on, let's move. You know, even walking down the street, my husband's like, let's slow down. I'm like, no. We got places to go. I don't know what's going on with all these people. <laughs> so that's just who I am. I'm like fast paced and go, go, go. So when you, you know, if you stop me, I stop for reasons. So I'm on holiday. Okay, cool. We can switch everything off. But to tell me, like, <laughs> just sit and do nothing. I'm like, but why? Do you know the list of things I could be working on right now? And um, I think the only person who got through to my skull said, um, but Lavelle, your batteries need time to recharge. And I was like, mm. okay, I suppose when you put it like that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but up until now, I just go like a machine. I'm like, you know, um, at one point I had a running joke. I'd roll over in the morning. My husband's like, okay, Lavelle, you know, what are we doing? I said, where do we wake up? We wake up in London. It's time to produce. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <The> work to do. <laughs> the time I get up to the time I go to sleep, I'm like, go, 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 go. So, um, it just took me, it took me a minute. It was really difficult and really uncomfortable. And I was kind of like, well, what do I do with this time? Then I realized there was loads of other stuff I could fill it with um, that won't work. So my key thing is I'm not supposed to work on a Sunday. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not supposed to do anything. So I don't have to sit down and sing Kumbaya all day. <laughs> I've got a ton of other things to get on with. Um, so, you know, I might go shopping, catch up with friends, you know, have a long bath, do, you know, take three hours doing my hair because I can get my nails done. So I'll do that kind of, it's kind of like a self care day. So it's when I'll put my massage in or I'll catch up with my friends. I'll kind of throw that all into a Sunday. Lovely. Very good. So, um, tell me where can people find you? What, what is it that you've got going on coming up now? And then where can people find you? Okay. Um, so you can find me in the world-class female speakers group on Facebook. Um, so it's facebook.com forward slash, you know, whatever the normal bit is. And then it's just world-class female speakers. So it's pretty easy to find. Um, it's a group. Um, you can also just, um, I'm on Twitter, Lavelle de Vincenzi, which is really fun to spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually, um, 
well, phonetical, right? It's V I N C E N Z I, right? Yeah. Is that but, it? You know, okay. It's Italian spelling. So sometimes yeah. people are like, I don't get it. So if they're Italian, they'll be like, oh, it's really simple. And English, are like, Vincenzie? How do we say that? I can't laugh because I used to be the same. So what can I say? Um, <laughs> I heard an Italian, so now I've got an Italian surname. Um, like Lavelda wasn't difficult enough, right? Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're interested in speaking and you want like a free 15 minute consultation, drop me an email, lavelda at lavelda.com and jump on the call and have a, have a chat. I'm pretty easy to find, but the easiest way to find me is in the world class female speakers group, loads of content in there. I'm like a content creator, lots of great interviews. Um, and if you happen to be in London on the 1st of June, we have an event going on, but all those details again, world class female speakers. That's where you want to go. It's all in there. <laughs> Yes. And so do you have this event? This is your first time doing the event. Is that it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how, let's talk about that a little bit. You so a uh, partner there, right? She's yeah. I'm doing it in connection with a lady called Anique Petru who runs um, Speaker Express. It's a UK based company. Um, and she does speaker training, whereas I do kind of speaker business training. I would call it training. I help speakers with the business side of things. I don't necessarily have training courses per se at the moment, um, but it's a collaborative environment to talk about business and you know how you need to structure it to make it work. And um, when I was having my rant <laughs> at the beginning of the year, um, a neat, really dear friend of mine kind of said, Lavelle, we should do something about this. I think we should do an event. And I wasn't thinking at the time. So I dumbly went, yeah, sure, no problem. And forgot about it. <laughs> about a month later she's told me that one of the big banks is sponsoring us and we've got a room and it's for 200 people and she's booked it and she's already got a couple of speakers and I was like uh wow um so it's going to be phenomenal it's 200 women in London all female speakers talking about the business of speaking. So we're talking PR, we're talking social marketing, we're talking how to sell, um, we're talking femininity in business and how to really use your femininity on stage, um, how to create a talk that people are gonna wanna buy, where to get your, where to find um, speaking engagements, all business related. Um, and I can't help but add Sprinkle, if you've ever been to an event I've done before, it's gotta have a bit of pizzazz. I don't do boring. So poor old Monique, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to have this and then we need to have this. So it's gonna be, oh, and we're doing awards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awards, wow. There are awards. Um, there are four different categories. If you're in London or in the UK, you're more than welcome to apply. The more the merrier. It's still open at the moment. So you can apply for Rising Star Award, um, the Business Female Speaker of the Year, Inspirational Female Speaker of the Year, or uh, what's the other one? Influential Female Speaker of the Year. Yeah, so watch this space. Great speaker. I can't wait. Can't wait. Very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally excited. So, you know, before we go, I, I'm going to have to ask this question. We talked about this like before. Ooh, I see someone sneaking in the back. <laughs> I see you, Simone. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need my laptop. I'm like, come get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have quite a lovely accent. It's a little Thanks. bit all over the place. <laughs> it's globish, darling, globish. <laughs> it is from all over the place. <laughs> so, so 
is this part of your acting class or is this no this is just me <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could control it i can't um, <laughs> people think i can put my i can't put on one single accent i've just got lots of different accents meshed together in a really bizarre mix i blame it on my parents i grew up so i'm originally from the Turks and Caicos Islands, but I grew up in the South Pacific. And the first school I went to was an American missionary school. So sometimes people are like, oh my God, you're so American. And I'm like, I am a little bit. And then, <laughs> and then the next couple of schools I went to were international schools and the teachers were either Australian or New Zealanders. So sometimes I have a bit of an Australian twang, uh, twang and I can't, you know, I can kind of put it on a little bit, but then other stuff comes in. And then by the time I moved to the UK, nothing would stick. So even my British accent accent is not British enough so I don't fit in anywhere and I kind of like it <laughs> I kind of like it too it's it's amazing like you said it's globish and 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 that suits you you know so wow I um I really appreciate you ha having you here today I want to ask you one last question sure please do about like a whole bunch of stuff what are the three main takeaways that our listeners and viewers should have today Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I have a really great quote that I love and I always forget who, who, um, who says it. And he says um, that uh, your biggest fear should not be um, fear of success. It should be fear of being successful at something that doesn't really matter. Mm. And um, so that would be the biggest takeaway. It's like whatever you're doing, like make it make it be, let it be something that matters. Like you know, to me, life is so much richer if you've given it a go and gone for everything that you've wanted, whether you've got it or not. At least there's no regrets in it. Right? At least you can say, you know what? So what? It didn't work out, but at least I was in the game, right? And right. Um, and that's more, you know, I just think like be in the game, be in the game that it, that's important to you. Um, I think the second thing is you always have choice. So if you don't like it now, you can always change it, right? You can always choose something different, do it, do it different, play a different game. Like even when it feels like the choice is binary, you always have a choice. It might be on, you might not, the other side of that choice might be really uncomfortable, but you always have a choice whether you stay in a job that you don't like. You always have a choice whether you stay living somewhere you don't like. Now it might be really tough. Like some of the choices are tougher than others because the circumstances are are tougher, but it's not that you don't have a choice. You know, the choice could be to act or to not act, right. to stay or not to stay, but there's always a choice. So I guess the second takeaway is you all, you know, you, you can always make that decision. Um, and I think the third thing is, you know, remember what's really important. And by that, I mean, in particular, the people that are really important because it's all well and good, especially as entrepreneurs, like fighting the good game to create this amazing business. But what is the point when you get there and there's nobody to share it with? <laughs> like, yeah, that's you know, I would rather like kick my friends along the route. Like you are coming with me because <laughs> I'm getting my private jet. I need somebody else on it who can take a day off. <laughs> I don't need, like when I say I'm bored, can we go to Paris? I want somebody who can jump on the train with me today. Not the, I've got work today. I don't need that. So you're going to have to come with me. <laughs> you know, so I think you can leave about you. There's going to be some people who get, you know, left behind. And by that, I mean, there's some people who are really comfortable with where they are and they don't, they, you know, they're going to cease to understand you because of where you're growing to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but as much as possible, as many people as possible, take them on that journey with you because um, life is so much richer when you've got people to share it with, right? 100%. I agree with that. Wow. I, I don't know which one is the best takeaway. I like that one. But I'm, I'm going to stick with number one. Make sure you're finding something that is meaningful and makes your heart sing, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, you have a choice in that matter. So I'm going to have the links to your Facebook group um, below the video and above the podcast. This will be on audio and on YouTube. And um, I just thank you for your time and for your generosity and opening up your your uh, knowledge, your wealth of knowledge to all us women who want to uh, have our voice heard in the world. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And you know, if there's any women out there who've been like inspired a little bit or just want to know a little bit more, like seriously, just join World Class Female Speakers. It's an incredible community of women, not just me, like a ton of other women in there who just got so much expertise and love and generosity. Yeah, but it's mostly just Lavelda. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So not. They will talk too. <laughs> I know. We, we all, in fact, I just just let's put the disclaimer right. This is a no lurker zone. So if you're gonna join her group, don't plan on. <laughs> she actually will kick you out. <laughs> Lurking free zone. Yeah. Come, come play. Like don't come sit in the corner and watch. <laughs> yeah, there's none of that. It's all about making it happen. So, but thank you. All jokes aside. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and for being on the Replenish Me show today. Break free from the hell.